Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Oh, I feel good. If you're a leader with managers reporting to you, I want to ask you a few questions to ask yourself. Does your leadership team work seamlessly together? Are they focused and organized? Do they function well or fight each other? Do they communicate effectively or are they cloaked with confusion? Do they make decisions efficiently and effectively? Are they hiring, training, and keeping the best talent? If someone leaves, do you have an A player waiting on the bench? Well, if you can't answer yes to all of the above, then perhaps I can help you and your team. I help leadership teams work together harmoniously and achieve greater business results. If you want a, a free assessment and a discussion, just email me, steve at managermojo.com. Tell me you'd like to, to chat for a little bit and we'll schedule a call. Thank you, that's steve at managermojo.com. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and I have a real treat for you today. My special guest is Mr. Drew Dudley. Now Drew is the author of the brand new book that you're absolutely going to have to have. It's called This is Day One, A Practical Guide to Leadership That Matters. Now Drew is a former director of one of the largest university leadership development programs in Canada at the University of Toronto. He's helped uh, large dynamic organizations around the world uh, define, discover, and deliver on core leadership values. And he's spoken personally to over a quarter of a million people on five continents. And I gotta tell you, his TED Talk is absolutely spectacular. Uh, you have to, to listen to it. You owe it to yourself. It's been voted one of the 15 most inspirational TED Talks of all time. Viewed, I know, over 3.3 million times myself. And it, it is uh, a real pleasure to introduce Drew. Drew, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Glad to have you today. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure and our honor to have you, uh, Drew. And uh, we're going to have some fun talking about your book and uh, your insights. But before we begin, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Well, actually, I came down to New York City for work. I'm currently melting in the 104-degree heat they've got outside. But uh, my fun, in addition to uh, doing some speaking down here for some clients, is I've been hitting the theaters and uh, seeing Hamilton for the eighth time, which I claim is me just doing leadership research. So I figured that makes it a little more palatable, but I could have bought a car last year for what I spent on Hamilton tickets, but that, that's what I've been having a lot of fun with as, the, as we lead up to the book and all of the chaos surrounding that, especially when it's your first. 
it's nice to, to kind of escape. So I've been hitting uh, two or three shows while I'm down here in New York, and it's been an absolute blast. Well, that is a blast, and uh, there uh, I, I have not seen Hamilton myself, uh, but I promise you I've read all the books, and uh, it absolutely couldn't be a better example of leadership in our country. Uh, so uh, congrats for, uh, for taking the time to do that. Now, uh, Drew, I want to talk about your book because, uh, oh my goodness, and before I really start, let me prep our listeners just a minute about this book. Uh, listeners, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tip. Not only are you gonna buy this book, you want to go buy it first. Uh, this is day one, a practical guide to leadership that matters. Uh, and the reason is because it's not a why book; it's a how book. It tells you how to go about leadership. It's very practical, and we're gonna talk about that with Drew a little bit today. But here's a tip for you. I'll tell you, you'll enjoy the book. 10 times more if you'll go listen to his TED Talk before you read this book. It's going to grab your attention and it's going to excite you because you're going to feel so good about it. And uh, for listeners, I want to make sure you know I'm really passionate about this and we're going to include a link directly in this post, directly to Drew's uh, TED Talk. And I want you to go listen to it because you have to listen to it to fully enjoy this book. So, Drew, uh, now that I've said that, I, I really love the way that you laid out the book. It's very practical. Uh, it helps us understand that we're all leaders. And if you don't mind, uh, my favorite story happened to be your opening story in this book with Mustafa. And uh, I, I would appreciate it if you would just share that story with our listeners, because these are people that run companies, run leadership teams. And I, I've I got to tell you, this was fabulous. And it's something that I think we all need to hear from the author's own mouth. So would you share that, please? Sure, if you want me to. I, I have to say, I've, I've been loving what you're saying so far. So you, you just keep talking about the book for the next 20 minutes, because <laughs> I'm not comfortable saying that many nice things about it. Uh, it's, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. It's a good book. Uh, sure, that's, that's one of my favorite stories. And it's, it's a real big part of the genesis of the title of the book. This is day one. Uh, the abbreviated version of that story is right after I left my previous job at the University of Toronto, which is a management uh, story in and of itself because, you know, I, I, I'm an example of one of those people who didn't leave jobs, they left a manager. And I loved my job and I loved my students, but it was a really toxic environment. And, and shortly after that, I headed off for a speaking tour of the Middle East. And while I was there, I spent one day dune bashing in Qatar. And dune bashing is when they drive these dune buggies off of 100-foot sand cliffs at about 70 miles an hour. And my guide was a guy named Mustafa. And as we were heading towards the first dune, so he's got his pedal on the floor and we're ripping towards it. The wind is screaming. And I see this 100-foot drop coming ahead. And I look over at my guide and he is cackling with laughter. I don't know if you've ever witnessed a live <laughs> cackle, but it is something. And so he's, he's basically... <laughs> and he's got this huge grin on his face. And it was just that kind of pure joy that I, I think all of us hope to have while we're doing our job. And I kind of yelled over at him. I said, Mustafa, man, like you do this every day. It's your job. Like, how do you stay so excited about it, doing it over and over again? And he looks over at me with his giant grin and he says, ah, it's my first day. 
and I like to remind you that I am currently, you know, 25 <laughs> feet from a massive cliff. And I know everyone has to start somewhere, but uh, if your job is to drive me off of cliffs, I don't want the new guy. <laughs> and this clearly showed up my face because he pumps the brakes and we skid to a halt. And uh, he actually looks over at me with this really mischievous look on his face. And he says, Mr. Dudley, don't be afraid. Think about it. You want the new man. On your first day, you were never more careful than you are on your first day. On your first day of work, you show up early, you dress your best, you try to get along with your coworkers, even the ones you know right away you're not going to like. You try to impress your boss, you double-check everything you do, and you ask every question you have because there is no shame asking questions on your first day. You're never more committed to your job. You are never more convinced it will be the best job you've ever had than you are on your first day. As soon as your second day of work begins, sir, all of that stops being quite so true, doesn't it? And he said, 17 years ago was the first day I ever, my first ever first day I came to this job. And I had such an amazing experience, I told myself, I will never have a second day of work. It has been my first day for 17 years. And he said, five years ago I bought this company. And all I ask of anyone who works for me is that you show up every day like it is your first day here. The customers love it. It is why we have the best tour company in all of Qatar. And he was so proud of that. And it resonated so strongly with me in that moment. The idea that you obviously don't want to do your job at the same skill level you had on your first day. But you want to bring that excitement and you want to bring that commitment. And I think most importantly, you want to bring that humility to your first day because on your first day you know what you don't know and the first thing you do when you are faced with an issue is you ask someone you leverage the wisdom of the people around you and the better we get at our jobs and the more comfortable we get in the workplace the less likely we are to do that the better we get the less conscious we get of getting better and and that was really the, the concept of this is day one is one of a few factors that contributed to the title of the book and it took a process that I was already teaching and in many ways gave it its name because the process laid out in the book I'd been teaching for for quite some time at the university but when he said you know every day like it's day one I realized there's the way of couching it there's the way of, of packaging it that would help people better understand exactly what the core of the process was well it, it totally accomplishes that Drew uh, it's a great story, and, and I, I'll tell you, I love all of the stories that you have in this book. Uh, Drew makes this uh, really, really personal uh, to himself. He doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't give you, th this is not one of those books that uh, you would get in, uh, in graduate school or undergrad school that would put you to sleep, and you'd say, oh my God, if I get any more technical on this, I think I'm going to shoot myself. Uh, that's not what this is. This is relating to yourself as a leader. And Drew, your stories, uh, both personal stories and examples like Mustafa, uh, make this one of the uh, most entertaining and exciting books that I've read in a long time. I really have enjoyed it. Uh, you, you talk about this day one concept though, and within it, uh, you talk about six key values uh, that we have, and you help us with some questions, which I think are really help us uh, to drive our leadership behaviors. But before we get into those, I, I want to know, uh, and I'd appreciate you sharing with our listeners, 
Why do you think it's so important for us to understand uh, that we all are leaders and that we're leading even when we don't know we're leading? Because I know you believe that, so tell us why that's so important. Well, I think why it's so important to reframe leadership is I know that a lot of your listeners are managers and CEOs. They have positional leadership titles, right? Mm -hmm. By virtue of what you are paid to do, you have direct reports. That is a form of leadership. What I have found is it's a form of leadership with which most people are not comfortable, with which most people feel they're not doing a good enough job. And, and what really gets me is that a lot of people simply don't feel like they deserve it. Whether you're the CEO or you're a manager, like you're happy to have that job, but a lot of people don't feel like they deserve it. I asked, um, I've asked over a thousand audiences around the world, how many of you are comfortable with calling yourself a leader? And less than 1% of the time, are there more than half the people in the room that are willing to raise their hand? And that's for all of you listening here. And this includes that that's CEO conferences, right? That's just and, tragic. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Think about that and, for well, just a minute. They won't raise their hand that they're a leader. It's, now, here's the thing. And that, like, as you said, it is kind of tragic because you look around the room and you realize how much money is being, like, how, much, how many people's jobs are, like, these people in the room have responsibility for and how important what they do is. And I'm not minimizing that type of leadership. The thing is, what I've found is that it's because we're educated out of thinking ourselves as leaders. And what's really interesting, man, is that if I do that online, like, if I do it as an anonymous, like, text-in survey of the room, it's not unusual to get more than half the people. It's very unusual to get more than 50, uh, or sorry, more than 50 or 60. But it's as soon as you have to acknowledge that in front of other people. Mm -hmm. That's where the problem is. Yep. Why it really matters beyond to the individuals listening here as individuals is that would you be one of those people that raised their hand? The second piece is it means this. Most of the people who work for you, most of the people who work with you, and most of the people you love do not see themselves as leaders. And I want you to think for a minute about how much those people mean to you and how much they mean to your company and how good they are uh, in terms of making the people around them better. They don't see themselves as leaders. The things that make us feel good, for better or for worse, are the things that we are driven to do every day. If something makes you feel good, you're going to do it more often. And let's face it, again, for better or for worse. Which means that when we let moments of leadership go by, moments of impact, moments of growth, moments of empowerment, moments of kindness and class, the type of moments that everybody creates, whether they're the CEO or the manager or the, the custodian, when we let those moments of leadership pass us by and we don't take credit for them or we don't feel good about them, and when we let moments like that, moments of impact, passed by our, our employees and our colleagues and our family and our friends, and we don't recognize them as leadership and we don't feel good about them, what we're effectively doing is we're pulling leadership out of our organizations and out of our communities and off the planet, and we need it. I wrote this book because in 15 years of talking about leadership, and this is in corporate, in education, in not-for-profit, I realized that the vast majority of the leadership on this planet is coming from people who don't see themselves as leaders. The more people in your organization who are comfortable calling themselves a leader, the better your organization is. Because people who feel comfortable with the title, whether or not they're in charge of others, they make better decisions, they make them faster, and they're more creative when they make them. It is an incredibly powerful title to embrace for yourself. And if the people at the top 
whether it's <clears throat> sorry, whether the CEO or managers won't do it. And here's the thing. If as a parent you're not willing to embrace it, how can we expect other people to be willing to embrace it as well? We want our employees to see themselves as leaders. We want our kids to see themselves as leaders. I wrote the book, and it's so important that we start to broaden the definition because if we don't, a lot of the leadership that people are engaging in on a one-on-one -on -one basis is ignored. And when it's ignored, we're denied the opportunity to feel good about it. And when we don't feel good about it, we don't repeat it. So not only is a lot of leadership being ignored, a lot of leadership isn't being celebrated and therefore generated. And that's why this book was so important to me. So many of the leaders on this planet don't see themselves as such. And as a leader of people and as a, a friend, colleague, and parent, we all have an obligation to start doing a better job at that. Well, uh, all I can say to that is amen, and I totally agree with it. Uh, you mentioned uh, parenting, and we know in the United States uh, that we have struggled for many years now that so many parents have given up the leadership part of being a parent, and they wanted to be a friend. Now, I'm not saying you can't be friends with your children, but it's a lot easier to be uh, friends with your children when they're 30 years old if you were a really good leader and a good parent whenever they were uh, in single digits and teens. And so it, 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 it is uh, important in our world to actually understand the power of leading others. And uh, it's one of the main reasons why uh, I, I love how you approach this because you're talking about when you, when you say this is day one, you're really saying there are some six key questions or six key values you ought to look at every day. And if you just ask these six questions, you would soon really understand what the impact of your leadership would be. Is that a fair statement whenever I say that, uh, Drew? Yeah, I mean, the book outlines six sample questions. Really, the day one process says um, leadership needs to no longer be evaluated over periods of time. And when you think about it, that's how we evaluate our leadership. Okay, mm -hmm. these past six months I've accomplished X, so I deserve to be a leader. Or over the last year I've accomplished X, or over the last quarter, the last five years, you sort of say, what have I accomplished over this block of time, and how has it been rewarded? Am I, have I been promoted? Am I, am I now senior whatever? And so we evaluate our leadership based on what we achieve and acquire over time. The this is day one concept, and what I teach in the book, is the idea that your leadership should be evaluated only one day at a time. All you should do to establish whether or not you're a leader is evaluate your behavior today. Now, if you're going to do that, what it means is you have to be very conscious about what behaviors you're going to engage in. What I do in the book is I talk about your behaviors that you commit to every day as non-negotiable should be tied to your core values. Now, the book lays out how you can figure out what those are, because in my experience, most people don't know. I mean, if you ask them, they'll come up with right. they standard don't. answers. Yeah, integrity, honesty. Like they, they don't. These things sound good, but they aren't really reflective of, of who you are. And so what I do in the book to demonstrate the process is I basically give uh, six questions you can start with today. So obviously there's some homework in the book that you should do. But if you put the book down and you want to say, okay, let's start changing and leading now, that's where I share the six questions. Uh, and that's where they, those came from. And, and it's interesting you said, just to go back for a second, because I do want to talk about the values and the questions. You talked about leading as a parent. And one of the, th you know, we've given up the leadership role of parenting. I think 
one thing we have to be really aware of is sometimes we give up the leadership role of parenting in order to chase the leadership role at work. And, mm. you know, it's easiest to lead kids and young people when you show up. And I think that's one thing that, that I really talk about here is that uh, this is a leadership starter kit. You know, and, and you, you, I've heard that from people. They're like, oh, wow, this is, this is a very accessible sort of where to start kit for leadership. And I'm like, yeah, it's the fourth line of the book. This is the leadership starter kit because most people don't see themselves as leaders. And, and whether or not you are someone in a leadership position, and, and obviously if you're listening to this, you're a CEO, you're a manager, you're a VP, you're like, oh, the book's a leadership starter kit. Well, I'm the VP. It's a leadership starter kit for everybody because it's focusing not on how to be a great manager. I'm sure I maybe should say that on this podcast. It's about becoming the type of person who is great at managing. And, and that's by the best way to lead, whether it's your employees or your kids, is by how you behave. And this is day one, ultimately comes down to what are the behaviors I'm going to make non-negotiable every day? I'm not going to let my inbox distract me from these. I'm not going to let my meetings distract me from these behaviors. These are non-negotiable. And that's what day one is about. And the questions I create are examples of the ones that you can create by the end of the book. But yeah, I, I do have six that I list off saying, put the book down, start doing these, and you're going to start having a more powerful personal culture of leadership now. And I'm not sure whether to stop now and let you ask me what they are or just keep rolling on it. No, I, I think you're doing very well. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to give you a, a little break here. And but I want people to uh, go through the book themselves. I'm just going to tease them with a little bit of it. And uh, oh. that is that uh, it, they, they fall into f uh, six areas. Uh, your impact, uh, courage, empowerment, growth, class, and self-respect. Now, you're not going to be able to figure this out and, and what the right question is until you go buy the book. So you need to go buy the book yourself and do the work because you're going to find it's not work at all. It's going to be fun because for the first time, you're going to realize that I don't have to wait for some finite period to determine how I'm doing. Too many people in leadership positions really and truly have no clue whether they're doing a good job or a bad job until somebody else comes and tells them. And I think that's one of the problems. They've given up the whole idea that every action you take, every word you say, everything you do is leading one way or another. Whether or not you recognize it or not is not the point. And uh, Drew, you're, uh, it, it, it's called the, the lollipop speech, uh, or the lollipop moment, rather, for your TED Talk, for a good reason. And I, I don't, I don't want to give that away today. I, I want people to actually go listen to it, because it is, uh, it, it's truly an example of how we're leading even when we don't know it. And what you've done is given us a very good way, uh, you call it a starter kit, I'd almost call it a finishing kit because I think it helps build uh, savvy around us as leaders and it builds confidence in ourselves as leaders. And I think we need those things because I don't see that people are getting that. They're not getting the confidence that they're really doing things that matter. Have you noticed that yourself from talking to people everywhere? Yeah, I, I think... Have I noticed it? I'll tell you straight up. At some point, uh, at every single 
one of my presentations. I will look at somebody in the audience and just ask them straight up, why do you matter? And the look on people's faces. Now, it's not fair, necessarily. There's 300 or 500 or 1,000 people watching them at that moment. But the reason, I want you to think if you're listening about how you would answer that question. What I want to point out to people is they most people don't have an answer. And that is because no one's asked you before. And that means that you haven't asked yourself before. And the challenge in answering the question for most people is that they aren't consciously giving themselves evidence every day that they matter. They know they do. It's just they can't put a finger on exactly how. But it's like anyone who's listening to this podcast who knows about setting and chasing goals, organizationally or personally, you cannot hit a goal that is not clear. You just can't. And so if you want to matter every day, if you haven't clearly said this is how I'm going to judge that, basically you're just hoping to matter and you're hoping to lead and you're hoping to make a difference. And this book is about planning to matter and planning to lead and planning to make a difference. People matter. The thing is, if you don't say this is how I'm going to do it and this is how I'm going to measure it, then all you have to go on is this sort of nebulous feeling that maybe I am. The book really is about saying you do matter and you know it, but here's how you can give yourself evidence of it. It's basically key performance indicators. Like, we don't have that for ourselves. We have it for our businesses. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to say our goal as a business is to be seen like this, it is to uh, succeed as such, it's to make this many sales, you have KPIs for those. My thing is, if you want to be someone of integrity or you want to be someone of courage or empowerment, what are your KPIs? What, like, how do you specifically know when you went home at the end of the day that I got something done on my critical path? And this is day one. The concept is, all right, you pick one of the things you want to stand for as a person because leaders are people. And then what you do is you specifically make sure you give yourself one piece of evidence each day that you were that person. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, two, three, four days can go by where you're checking your email, where you're getting to meetings, where you're picking up the kids, and you didn't do a single thing that lives up to the value of courage or empowerment. And that's not because you're not courageous or you're not empowering. It's because you didn't prioritize it. And a big part of this is day one. As you said, it's a personal story. But there's Mustafa that did it. But a big part of it, too, is, look, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And one of the things you learn in recovery is if you don't want to have a drink for the rest of your life, choose not to have a drink today. That's the only choice that matters. That's the only behavior that matters. It's whether or not you have a drink today. Can't worry about yesterday, and you can't worry about tomorrow. Not having a drink is a non-negotiable behavior that is essential for you to be anything else that you want. And that means you treat every day for the rest of your life as if it's day one of your recovery. And what I realized was everything we want in life can be approached the same way. Your recovery, your physical health, your mental health, you're letting go of something that's bad for you, whether you know it's addiction or something else. Your job and your, and your leadership, it says, okay, to succeed at these things long term, there are certain non-negotiable behaviors that have to happen every day. They're not the only things that happen, but they're, these have to happen. And ultimately, these things need to be specific behaviors tied to your core values. And we don't make time for them and we don't prioritize them. It's like me trying to stay sober without prioritizing, well, I'll not have a drink if I get my email inbox empty first, <laughs> or as long as I get to all my meetings, then I won't have a drink. doesn't work like that. So does your leadership. 
the same way. And I, and I put that into my leadership. I put it to my sobriety. I lost 100 pounds since I did that TED Talk. Um, you'll see me in it. I'm a 300-pound dude in that TED Talk. And ultimately, it's because I didn't identify the non-negotiable behaviors that led to better health. And so that's where the whole day one concept is, giving yourself evidence that you matter by saying, <clears throat> sorry, that's all right. I matter if I do these things. And then I prove to myself that I did those things. And those things can be done through your job. I'm not saying this is all about going out outside your job and, and growing as a person. Every single one of the ways I teach people to create questions and live by their values, most of your day is spent at your job. So any plan for personal leadership development I give you that doesn't take into account you'll be at work most of the time isn't a good plan. And, and this does. You answer these key questions usually through your job. Amen. I totally agree with that, uh, Drew, and it, well said. Uh, one of the things that people uh, ask me uh, all the time is they, they ask me, how do, you, how do you become successful in three years, five years, ten years? And it just, my answer always confuses them because I, I talk to them, I say, well, frankly, you can't unless you're successful today. Meaning that you got to max out today. Uh, if you try to live in tomorrow, uh, you know, I love the song, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, uh, but this, this, you're only a day away. I mean, we all love the movie, right? But the reality is you better take advantage of today because you're not promised tomorrow. And those of us in leadership positions, if we keep putting off really understanding our own strengths and our own behaviors and how they affect other people, uh, we're limiting ourselves and our ability to grow. Uh, Drew, I know people are going to go buy the book. I know they want to know more about you. Why don't you share uh, quickly how they might connect with you and learn more about the great work that you're doing? Oh, well, thank you, my friend. The best way to, to find me, <coughs> excuse me, my friends, I'm so sorry about that. No, the best way to apologize. find me is at Drew, my website at drewdudley.com. And there you can find a link to, to purchase the book. And we love it when, uh, I know Amazon is wonderful. Uh, we love it when you buy the book through the website because uh, we're supporting an incredible youth leadership development initiative called Count Me In. So if you buy the book through the website, we can, uh, you can support it through there. And we, we send some incredible kids to camp, uh, a four-day leadership retreat. That uh, The reason I support it is because I went and saw it for a day, and, and watching how it impacted these kids is incredible, but that's for a whole other podcast. Uh, so, yeah, it's <laughs> DrewDudley.com, and you can find the link to the book there. Uh, most of what is in the book is also available as an online interactive uh, development program. Some people don't love to read. Uh, I, if anybody out there is like, well, yeah, I'd, I kind of prefer doing something online, we've got online opportunities to learn this process there as well. It's, uh, it means a lot to me to have the opportunity to share it. As you say, we're not always promised tomorrow. And a big part of this process started because I was a driven guy who wanted to be a CEO one day. And I watched a young guy pass away at 24, and a thousand people show up at his funeral. And I realized the difference between him and me is I lived my whole life for people I hadn't met yet. People who were going to admit, admit me to a good university and then hire me and then promote me. All these people I'd never met yet. Mm -hmm. And he had lived his life every day ex with the leadership I talk about in the book, which was the people around him, they were most important. Not people he'd meet one day or who would promote him one day or who would marry him one day. It was the people around him. And... Uh, for everybody who's listening, you probably have incredibly demanding jobs. But if we really ask ourselves what's catching most of our attention, our jobs or our interpersonal relationships, uh, our jobs don't come to our funerals. They, they really don't. 
And so that's what this is day one is all about. And, and if you're interested in learning out about how to keep being great at your job, but at the same time making sure that you empower other people and grow in terms of your relationships, uh, pick up the book. It would be a huge honor. And I, I really do think that it starts us focusing on just how powerful we can be. So it's at DrewDudley.com, and everything I do is based out of there. Awesome. And for those of you that are exercising right now, we've got a link in this particular episode. Uh, click it. Uh, it'll make it easy for you to go to Drew's website. And uh, I, once again, I totally encourage you to get your own copy of the book. Uh, and, and here's uh, one other thing that I want to point out to my listeners, uh, Drew. Uh, people really struggle. I don't care if you are a CEO. People always struggle with what are the right kinds of questions to ask themselves or to ask others? And if you didn't buy Drew's book except for the appendix. Now, I don't know that I've done tons of these uh, interviews, but honestly, I never remember recommending buy, buying a book for the appendix. But you ought to buy Drew's book if you don't do anything but look at the appendix. And why do I say that? Because he actually has a phenomenal list of the questions we should be asking ourselves around key leadership values, such as positivity, relationships, passion, open-mindedness, perseverance, and many others. So Drew, great job. Congratulations on the book. Uh, I know it's destined to be a bestseller and we're honored uh, to have you today. I wanna uh, conclude by the same way we do all of our episodes for our listeners. And that is, we believe in action here. At, at uh, Manager Mojo, we believe that actions make the difference in the world. And so, if you would, I'd like for you to share what do you think is the one key action you want to recommend to everybody listening today that they take to improve their life and to move forward? I'm going to give away one of the questions for free. Um, and that is this one. By the end of tomorrow, all right, because I don't know when you're listening to this. So by the end of the next day you've got, tomorrow is day one, make sure you have an answer for this question. What have I done today to recognize someone else's leadership? It makes you pay attention to the leadership around you every day, and it makes you recognize how many opportunities for impact you probably are passing up every day. What have I done today to recognize someone else's leadership? By the end of the day tomorrow, have an answer for that because leadership recognized is leadership created and one of the best ways we can create more leadership in our lives and our organizations is to do a better job recognizing the stuff that's already there awesome great action item uh thank you very much drew my guest today has been drew dudley he's the author of this is day one a practical guide to leadership that matters Drew, uh, good luck on the book. Congratulations. We look forward to having you back again in the future to hear about all your great success and great stories that have been created as a result of this. Uh, and we thank you for sharing your wisdom today on Manager Mojo. My friend, thank you. I'm really overwhelmed by your incredible support. So thank you for your leadership today. You really made my day. You're most welcome.